Welcome inside the Locked On Senators podcast. I'm Ross Levitan alongside Brandon Piller before we ship up to Belleville, Ontario, ahead of tonight's B-Sens game. They've got some making up to do after a 6-3 loss last night. We'll get into that. Pillsy was at that one as well with the big club. We're getting closer and closer, heading into the final weekend before Monday's trade deadline. Who's going to stay? Who's going to go? Well, Dylan DeMello already left in his... Already made his return to Ottawa, so we'll get into that game against the Winnipeg Jets and a whole lot more. This is the Locked On Senators podcast, your team every day. Today is Saturday, February 22nd, and Pillsy, Dylan DeMello seems to be making quite the impression on his new coach. Well, first of all, isn't it just crazy how often the Senators seem to do these hallway trades? Like, there's so many trades that have happened in the last two seasons where the guy either they're acquiring or trading is going up against their former team. So pretty funny that Dylan DeMello didn't even have to leave Ottawa. He just switched dressing rooms and put on a new jersey. But man, I don't think you can get higher praise from a coach than... It's a little bit of a weird saying, but I mean, top praise, I guess, when your new coach says watching video of you is similar to uh, coach's porn. So Dylan DeMello obviously making a good impression, and it's tough when you trade a guy like that for a third-round pick, especially when your decor is looking as thin as the Ottawa Senators are, and you need right-hand shot defensemen, and you need someone who can play with Shabbat. Seemed like DeMello was that guy, but I guess you need another third-round pick in the mix here. Well, that third-round pick does make the total mount pretty high with the two first, three seconds, and now two-thirds in the upcoming 2020 draft. Uh, Sean Simpson on Twitter tweeted out that he spoke to DeMello's agent, Brian McDonald, after the trade and said no money or term was ever discussed and that his client wanted to stay in Ottawa. Dorian did not want to comment on that. What? Uh, where does that leave you? Baffled. I'm just just baffled by that. Like, you're looking at different uh, UFAs that the Ottawa Senators have, especially on decor. You got Boro, DeMello, Hainsey. Those are the really the guys you need to make decisions on. And of the three of them, DeMello should have been a priority, and they should have been talking to DeMello about a contract ex- a contract extension throughout the entire season, especially coming up towards trade deadline. There should have been some sort of talks of term and dollar amount because. Like I said, this is a guy, he's a right-hand shot defenseman, he's a steady guy, and he plays well with Thomas Shabbat and can allow that buffer period for guys like JBD and Lassie Thompson, Christian Willine, and Eric Branstrom to uh, grow and develop while he can go up and down the lineup in this decor. So what worries me about that is clearly they have a plan in place, and I'm afraid that Ron Hainsey is probably going to be the one who ends up getting Dylan DeMello's money, hopefully Boro with uh, his ankle injury, that means he almost definitely won't be traded. Hopefully he gets a chunk of that uh, money as well, but really not the direction I wanted the Ottawa Senators to go, and it's too bad to see Dylan DeMello leave. Yeah, if you haven't heard the quote from Paul Maurice, he said, uh, this is regarding Dylan DeMello, he said, his stick so many times knocked things down, his passes were on the tape. That was a kind of pure, I don't know if you could call it coach's porn, but when you're watching hockey video, you know that's pretty darn good. 
And that's his first game with the team. He hasn't even had time to mesh or really like, I mean, I'm sure maybe he got one practice in, but he hasn't had or hardly any time to get in with their system and get uh, acclimated with these new teammates. So just amazing what Dylan DeMel is going to become. And if they're lucky, they can re-sign him and uh, stick him around for a while because that is a decor that got depleted in the offseason. Yeah, the only other uh, real storyline coming out of that 5-1 loss to the Winnipeg Jets was uh, Scotty Sabre tried the old uh, Hoffman trick, but was not very, uh, you know, how would I even say it? He wasn't very um, smooth about it. Discreet, there's the word. Um, Just kind of a stupid move. Uh, It's kind of funny how guys can cross-check you in the face a la Jared Gallagher, and you don't get a fine from the NHL, but if you squirt water around a player who uh, seemed to not even really notice or care. Um, Scott Sabre was not only given a 10-minute misconduct, but was fined uh, for his actions as well. Um, what's just a stupid move? Yeah, that's tough for Scott Sabre, especially a guy who's trying to plug and play into this lineup. And uh, I don't know if you're really protecting the investments by uh, being a professional water gun squirter on the bench. So he's going to have to shape up after that. Really kind of a ridiculous uh, penalty and fine. But I guess the NHL kind of wants to get a hold on that so it doesn't become a absolute uh, super soaker war zone out there. Super soaker war zone, <laughs> man. Um, well, at least it inflates his penalty minutes up to 31 because for a guy who was brought in to fight, He's only done it once all season in 25 games. So I don't really know what uh, what his purpose is other than the tankathon, which we will get to later on. A huge result the other night when New Jersey beat San Jose in regulation 2-1. to one. So that shook things up a little bit. Um, however, we'll wait before getting into that. There is more news to go. We are also going to get into the Bobby Ryan stuff. Why don't we do that now? Bobby had quite the heartfelt uh, speech in his uh, media conference yesterday. Yeah, and I mean, we hadn't heard from Bobby Ryan in a long time, kind of just glimpses and snippets of updates. Here he is at Sensplex practicing, he's practicing with the team, that kind of stuff. And it was good to just kind of get the full story because there was, I mean, you can only speculate so much and you don't want to speculate too much when it's a guy's personal life and especially when it's uh, something as serious as what Bobby Ryan was going through, especially when you know he needed assistance. But He faced the music, and this is a guy who's been through a lot, and stick taps to Bobby Ryan because that's a really difficult thing to overcome. Uh, He was suffering uh, from alcohol addiction and uh, said he was really trying to do it himself but needed the help. So that's just a message. You know, this is a guy who's got money in the bank. He's got a pretty storied NHL career, especially those years with the Ducks, uh, a nice playoff run with the Sens. It really doesn't matter who you are. These things can affect you. And the most important thing is realizing when you need help to get the proper help and to start that road to recovery. And hopefully we see Bobby Ryan uh, suit up for a Sens game sometime this season. He said he is expecting to do that within the next couple of weeks. So that'd be great. And it'd just be a great moment when he, I'm sure he's going to get a goal this season. When that finally does happen, I think that'll be an absolute amazing moment. And, uh, Congrats to Bobby Ryan for trying to do this the right way. Yeah, absolutely. Couldn't say it any better myself. I encourage everyone to go listen to the whole clip, either on TSN 1200 or on the Senators tweeted out. We retweeted, of course, on our Twitter at Send Central as well. His uh, 33rd birthday will actually be March 17th over on St. Paddy's Day. So My I birthday. Expect, hey, there you go. 
So you share that in common. He's got a couple of years on you, though. But, um, yeah, I'm sure he'll be back in the lineup before that. DJ Smith said even within the next week uh, could happen. So that will be awesome to see uh, from a guy who's going to be in the lineup to a guy who's going to make his NHL debut tonight, Josh Norris. Um, how exciting for him, a guy who just reached the 30-goal mark. We've been gushing about him in our Belleville segments all season long. Pretty um, earned, I would say, opportunity for him. He'll line up uh, on a line between Nick Paul and Drake Batherson. Batherson, who, a guy who he's played a lot of games with in the American League. Um, how exciting is that for him against the Montreal Canadiens nonetheless? What a way to start your NHL career. And like you said, Josh Norris, I don't think there's anything more he could do in the AHL to prove that uh, he's a competent player and he can put the puck in the net. And what I love most about this is we're really starting to see the formation of what this culture of the Ottawa Senators can be and how this lineup can shape up. Like, let's think a year or two years ago, or even at the Carlson trade when Norris came over, guys like Paul, Batherson, Norris, Balsers, they were just kind of grassroots guys, uh, really just starting their development. And now we're seeing them reaching towards the NHL and playing NHL games. So that line between Paul uh, Norris and Batherson is going to be so exciting and uh, really, really happy for Josh Norris and Brady Kachuk to be on the same NHL team together. I think uh, we're going to get a lot of fun stuff from those two. Yeah, the um, just kind of the mix of, of defensive acumen and as well his shot is elite. He can see the ice so well. I think Josh Norris might be able to step in here and do something special in in, uh, in his first couple of games. I mentioned playing against the Habs, not quite Montreal, but uh, his dad, Dwayne Norris. So, of course, if you've been following Josh Norris's career, you know that he's um, played college hockey, played for the Team USA. But his dad was actually a Newfoundlander, um, went to Michigan State, which is why they settled down in Michigan, but uh, born and bred on the island and was drafted by the Quebec Nordiques after scoring the uh, uh, clinching goal for Team Canada at the World Juniors. So uh, not quite Montreal, but I don't think they could play the Quebec Nordiques. So kind of cool that uh, doing that with the uh, against a team from the province that his dad uh, played a few NHL games in as well. So stick taps to Josh Norris. And uh, you don't have to worry about the no stake for a baby uh, quotes by Guy Boucher anymore. I would say he'll be up around 15 minutes. What do you What do you think he'll uh, he'll end up playing tonight? Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me. And uh, honestly, these three guys, I think that's a really nice line. I can see that being kind of a second, third line going ahead in the future years. So I wouldn't be surprised. And Josh Norris, he said it simply. Uh, he was asked how or if he was surprised that he got to the 30 goal mark so soon in the AHL. And he said, no, not really. I've been playing a simple game. I'm a confident kid and I'm just putting pucks on net. And that's the formula that these senders have to go with. That's the Brady Kachuk formula. That's what Josh Norris is buying into. So I wouldn't be surprised at all if we see him play. Yeah. Like you said, right around 15 minutes a night and uh, maybe even throw some pucks on net and a couple squeak through. Well, things have been squeaking through on the Habs over the last little while. They've lost five in a row before beating Washington in overtime in that game where Ben Sherrod had two goals, including the OT winner, a defenseman who's not really known for his offense. Um, he had an OT winner against the Sens, too. Oh, wow. So keep keep an eye out for Ben Sherrod yeah. in those tight games. Um, so, yeah, so there there might be some opportunity to beat these, uh, these Habs who are having a pretty disappointing season. Well, um, no, no word yet before uh, before you get to that on whether anyone's going to sit tonight as well. Nemesikov didn't play against the Jets. 
But on either team, I think we've got a couple sellers going head-to-head here tonight. Yeah, and I, th- I think Anisimov uh, wasn't on the ice, but DJ Smith was adamant that was just a maintenance day. And if there's any confidence that the Sens need that they can beat the Montreal Canadiens tonight, it's this stat. For the first time ever, the Detroit Red Wings have swept the Montreal Canadiens in a season series. And <laughs> that's a tough look for Habs because I don't think the Detroit Red Wings have ever been worse than they are right now. So tough look for the Habs. And if the uh, the Red Wings can get that done, then sure, the Ottawa Senators can uh, pull through and get the win on Saturday night and show Josh Norris how it's done. There's going to be another game, well, I guess one that we're going to be more focused on, and that's in Belleville. Um, before we get to tonight's game against the Manitoba Moose, what uh, what did you see last night in that game against Utica? That was a tough loss. I mean, this is a it's a game really the Senators could have won. They they battled really hard in the second period, but ultimately I would say it was bad penalties that kind of brought them down. Formington ended up getting a five minute major for elbowing. Uh, kind of a questionable hit that he just kind of swung his body a little weird on. And then a couple bad penalties by Abramov and uh, the Utica Comets really pounced on Joey Decord when this is probably his weakest game of the season. He's been super good all year, so he's bound to have a sinker here and there. But the one thing that I really took away from this game, Ross, is Christian Wallinen was kind of unnoticeable. I mean, I even forgot he was playing at times, had to really search for number 24 on the ice for Belleville. So... I mean, it's only, I think, his third or fourth game, so he's got time, but definitely need to see a little bit more out of a line, and especially with how weak this decor is up in Ottawa after trading DeMello and then after the Detroit Red Wings won the Cole, uh, Cody Golubuff sweepstakes on uh, waiver wire pickup. So, I mean, Christian Yaros got recalled, so he kind of replaces that uh, spot, but yeah, I need more from Wallinen. Okay, well, we'll see that tonight against the Manitoba Moose. And what's the, the power play look like? How did it look last night? Of course, Josh Norris not not there. Drake Batherson not there. Those are a couple big cogs in that in that successful power play in Belleville. Yeah, and Logan Brown didn't play as well, so there's a lot uh, missing from that power play. They really missed Josh Norris. And I think it's more just they don't really have a, a game-changing kind of closing guy now. Like, Batherson was that guy all year until he got called up. And then he just kind of passed the torch off to Norris, who lit it up uh, the entire time Batherson was gone. I was expecting to see a lot more from Abramov and Formanton, but they didn't really get the job done. Balsers had a nice goal, but yeah, the power play really misses Josh Norris. But a guy who did look good, and I've been singing his praises ever since uh, the Senators uh, got him back, was Archibald. I love this guy playing in the AHL. He was physical out there, and he had one hell of a wrist shot that uh, totally beat Di Pietro, and his celly was great on the bench. Uh, he's, he did his little drive-by, and they all grabbed him uh, and were selling with him. So Archibald loved that pickup and uh, going to love seeing him continue to be a kind of gritty veteran for this young, young team in Belleville. Yeah, I love the pickup, bringing back a guy who's familiar with the surroundings and uh, who made an impact last year, too, um, in the time that he was part of the team. Um, getting on to tonight's game more so, uh, I think we'll probably see Philip Gustafson in that. Wasn't Joey's best game, but, I mean, he's had so many of them in a row. Um, they're, they're bound to happen. He'll probably get the night off tonight, though. Um, what What's a, another key to your for victory for, for Belleville tonight? Well, I mean, I'm going to go back to it. They don't have that game-changing guy who can really... Uh, 
like take this team. And there's been a lot of times this year where Belleville's been down in games and they look like they're out. And then a guy like Batherson or Norris has just carried them and scored a couple goals. I mean, Norris did that in his last game in the AHL against the Americans, scoring two, the game-tying goal, and then the OT winner. So they don't have that guy, so they need to keep things simple. And I guess we probably won't see Willinen, uh tonight, though, since it's a back-to-back. So that might be unfortunate for Belleville as well. And now Yarosh is gone, too. But this is a Manitoba Moose team. I think they're 26th or 28th in the, in the entire league. So this is a team you should really pounce on. And maybe we'll get to see our old friend Outhouse, the goalie for the Manitoba Moose. He had a couple real bad games uh, in Belleville recently. So hopefully he's in net for the Moose. And guys like Abrama, Formerton, and Balsers can jump on that and uh, get their offensive numbers right back up there. I mentioned that Philip Gustafson will likely be in nets tonight. The crease could become even more full as uh, Anders Nielsen was a full participant in Sen's practice yesterday. Um, how awesome is that to see after a pretty long recovery from a concussion and, and the further issues that it caused? Yeah, it's great to see. And Nielsen, it seems like he's been out for forever and it's kind of been a situation I mean, I don't want to compare it to Bobby Ryan, but just in the sense where you haven't really got updates and you're not really sure how he's doing and you don't see him uh, as a full participant in practice. So it's kind of been a little bit uh, murky where his health is at, but it's great to see Nielsen back practicing with the team. But unfortunately, that means now you got a three-headed monster in the NHL with Hogberg, Anderson, and Nielsen. And it seems like, although I don't understand the thought process behind it, all signs are pointing towards Nielsen and Anderson staying up in the NHL and Hogberg getting sent back down. So we'll see what that does in the chain reaction to uh, Philip Gustafson and Joey Decord, maybe one of them going back down to Brampton. But great to see Nielsen back, and I think he's going to be kind of the 1A starter for next season. So he needs to get his reps in and uh, get comfortable playing at an NHL level again. A 1A starter down the road in terms of center ice position could be in North Dakota right now. Shane Pinto, man, nine-game point streak after he got a goal and an assist on Friday night. You can always see the video there. It's at Sens Prospects, the one and only. And further to his tweet, he said he's only been held pointless once in 11 games since returning from the World Juniors um, on the season now. He's up to, in 28 games, he's got 15 goals, 11 assists for 26 points. And for a 19-year-old, that is impressive. That's incredible. I mean, I'll be perfectly honest. I uh, kind of f- fell off following the uh, the guys at UND, Pinto and JBD. I've been so focused on Belleville that uh, it's kind of forgot about them. I had no idea they were lighting it up that much. So, Congrats to the Bean and can't wait to see uh, where he develops because that was a pick that really shocked a lot of people in the second round. So the Sens scouting showing once again that they have a couple tricks up their sleeve and they don't just go for the big top names that uh, are scouted and uh, ranked highly. They they find their guys and obviously it's working because, I mean, Drake Batherson is a perfect example. Fourth round pick being one of the best players in the minor leagues this season. So Great on the Sens and great on Pinto. Uh, what, that assist he had was on Bernard Docker's fifth goal nice. of the season, just flying down center ice into the zone and uh, and finishing strong. Uh, his fifth of the season that matches his goal total from last season. 
Oh, but he did it in nine fewer games this year. So uh, the Fighting Eagles, or the Fighting uh, Hawks, rather, I'm still stuck on their name. The Fighting Sioux um, have uh, have a nine-point lead now on top of the conference. So they are uh, really kind of putting themselves together for a deep run here into the college playoffs, which would be awesome to see. And then, hey, if they end up uh, joining the Sens after, no problem there for a deep playoff run in Belleville. Lassie Thompson's another name that kind of gets me excited thinking about what could happen here as once their season's all in, they could, of course, be reassigned. Um, just some breaking news coming in from Sun Garriock. Breaking moves, I guess, because when you hear this, uh, it will not be breaking. But Vlad Nemestikov will not play again tonight. There may be others held out because DJ Smith says they'll make decisions on other guys after warm up so that's coming in from the senator's coach i think it's obvious that the uh, writing's on the wall for vlad nemesnikov uh being held out in in two consecutive games uh word around the nhl is that he's uh pierre dorian is trying to uh, put these teams against each other and and kind of create a bidding war and hey if chris Kreider gets taken off the market that commodity just becomes that much hotter but teams like the colorado avalanche the new york islanders and toronto maple leafs uh, have shown varying degrees of interest in Nemestikov, which was found money, right? They only gave up a fourth rounder uh, to make that work. And with how many picks they have in the first three rounds in the next couple of years, a fourth rounder losing that is not a big deal. Um, should we get to the, the tank watch? Let's do it. What a game on Thursday. Man, they had us they had me biting my nails going into the third period, tied at one. But the New Jersey Devils, with maybe the biggest win of the season, they pulled into a tie with the San Jose Sharks um, in terms of point percentage as well. So for now, Ottawa still with the third and sixth best odds, but it's never been closer. Um, so without further ado here, I'll give it a spin. And the Ottawa Senators will be drafting seventh. And second. So their own pick moves up one, and the San Jose pick moves down one. I'd be pretty happy with that. Yeah, that works for me. All right. Oh, draw my spin. Not as great. Picking fourth and seventh. Fourth. So we both got seventh for that. uh, I feel like seven's been the most common one, eh? It has been, yeah. yeah. We've got 13 total spins on seventh, 11 total on six and ten on five so that five to seven is kind of the sweet spot uh we've only gotten four first overall just to kind of put that in perspective so nothing is guaranteed but by the sounds of it and in scott wheeler's latest with the athletic he said that there's nine guys in this draft who he's confident are top top end players so if you can get two of them I mean, nothing wrong with that. Uh, before we say goodbye here in the Lockdown Senders podcast, I just want to shout out Jared Havlock, my boy from Ottawa, uh, hooking up with a few games on, on the weekend. It was great to see him and uh, and see a couple Sens wins. I mean, how rare is that this year? Uh, the Sens with 21 on the season, and, well, I'm two for two. So uh, happy about that. And uh, Again, it was awesome to see number four go up in the rafters, but the pages turned, and, The entire chapter will turn on Monday. We'll be back before then. Um, Actually, no, probably right after. We'll record right after the trade deadline and recap everything that had happened. Uh, In the meantime, enjoy some Senators hockey. Sends Canadians on a Saturday night. There's not 
much better. For Brandon Piller, I'm Ross Levitan. Uh, there is one thing better, Pilsy. What is it? Spending a Saturday night with you in Belleville. That's where we'll be for the Locked On Senators podcast. That's Brandon. I'm Ross. We'll chat to you on Monday. Bye.